you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Now, I'm sharing on the secret place of God. The secret place of God. Hello, I'm sharing on the secret place of God. And let me say this. Everything you see in the natural or in the spiritual is powered by the secret place. Everything you see. Huh? including yourself, you are a product of the secret place. <laughs> Did you get that? Yes. Everything, your life the way you are. And so to understand the secret place of God, you must know it is a place of intimacy with God. It is a place of intimacy with God. It is a place where your emotions, your words, your will, your mind connect with God in prayer, in meditation, in worship, and also in, in praise and giving. It is a place where you are heavenly guarded and heavenly defended. Heavenly protected, heavenly preserved. Praise the Lord. Amen. Tell you about the secret place. Yeah, any, virtually everything, when you see the athletes running and winning medals, it is not just the, what you are seeing on TV. They have a secret place where they work it out. Every morning at 3 a.m., uh, Chairman Mayo can testify. They work it out. It is not just something you see on TV, they woke up and won the marathon. There is a place. Before you see any building, it has been conceived in the secret place. Uh, I was looking at the TOT sanctuary. It is already there, okay? It's just waiting to manifest. Manifest. It has already been, someone has already conceived it. A secret place is like the power station. It is what powers your life. When you look at this light, however beautiful the bulbs are, when you go and switch off the power station, they become nothing. <laughs> are you aware? The moment you, switch, you, you, you go to the power station, however colorful the lights look, everything, when the power station goes off, then everything goes silent. So your greatest battle as a Christian is the battle of the secret place. And the question is, who is in control of your secret place? Many times you realize that the enemy has literally taken over many people's secret places. They no longer connect with God either in meditation, in prayer, in worship, in thanksgiving. When you find yourself in a secret place and you are on your own, the enemy attacks that territory. And now what you do is that the enemy is the one powering your secret place. Jesus 
the ministry of Jesus Christ was purely a ministry that was focused and powered by the secret place. And I will give you uh, the reading before we, we go deeper into this teaching. Uh, when you look at uh, uh, the book of Matthew 14, 23, the Bible says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself. Tell your neighbor, by himself. To pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. The many things Jesus did were a product of his deep intimacy with God. Praise the Lord. Jesus enjoyed deep intimacy with God. And anytime he would recede alone and just retreat and just talk to God. So when you find yourself weakening, when you find yourself giving up, or when you find someone backsliding, it is not a decision that the person just woke up one morning and decided, I want to backslide. It simply means something happened in the secret place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate Jesus. So, I will focus this teaching on your understanding deeply of what the secret place really means. And the number one thing I want to say is this. The secret place is a place where you allow the supernatural to counter the natural. Did you get me? It is a place where you allow the supernatural to counter the natural in the secret place. <laughs> when you look at uh, a servant of God, I like this and uh, I will read it again and again in Exodus 17 from verses 8. You realize that the generals of faith, of faith in the Bible had discovered the secret behind the secret place. Generals of faith, they took the secret place so serious. They knew everything natural can be controlled in the supernatural. And they knew our strength is not in our armies, our strength is not in our own power, but our strength is in how we can seek the Lord and how we can draw nigh unto the Lord. So the Bible says the Amalek came and fought with Israel in what? Rephidim. Verse 9, And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us, some men, and go out, fight with the Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand. Moses understood that this battle is not a physical battle. I must retreat somewhere, and I must experience the hand of God in this war. So tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Verse 9, uh, verse 10, so Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses, uh, Aaron and who went up to the top of the hill. And what happens here? And so it was when Moses held up his hand. Every time Moses' hand was held up, Huh? Look at this spiritual technology. Huh? There is some good spiritual technology here. Every time Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he laid down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Was it because of weapons? Was it because of the armor? It was because of what? The secret place. There are many things the witch doctors understand 
They are aware they are, but controlling you where you are. They understand the concept of the secret place. Some people are being remote controlled from very funny altars, very far. But I came here to declare today that your secret place is being restored. In the name of Jesus, your secret place is being restored. Verse 12, the Bible says, but Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone. Our walikundua, this, our, our, our survival is on these hands. We must do everything to make sure these hands are up. <laughs> uh, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. When you understand the power of the secret place, you will control your marriage from the secret place. You will control your job from the secret place. You will control your business from the secret place. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor the secret place. The secret place. Ah, if you want to know that uh, the enemy doesn't like that intimacy between you and God, you realize occasionally when you are just you and you, the ideas that pop up in you and the things you want to do are far from God. Have you realized? Let's be honest and talk. When you are just you and alone, you and you, your mind, the enemy makes sure it's not anywhere near. God. Because he understands that if this person, I left him with his God, I know what can happen. He knows. The enemy knows. So he dominates the secret place. Some of the addictions, habits that people struggle with have, uh, are in the secret places. Where they should be enjoying intimacy and a lot of uh, connection with God. And a lot of Life. Amen. Say, God help me. God help me. Hallelujah. Elijah. I'm talking about how the supernatural can control the natural and can interrupt any process that is human. Elijah. When you look at uh, uh, 1 Kings 18, uh, I know we have read these scriptures, so I'm just reminding you. 41, uh, the Bible says this, uh, Elijah said to Ahab, you go up, eat, drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Verse 42, so Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up. <laughs> Elijah did what? Went up to the top of Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. Elijah know, knew that I can only control the elements of the weather in the secret place. Praise the Lord. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. And verse 44 says, then it came to pass. For the seventh time he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Elijah did not do much. He simply went in the secret place. And one of the things God created man for, let me remind you, the first thing God had in mind when he was creating you was he wanted fellowship. Are you aware? God just wanted fellowship. He wanted to be close to man before the fall. And when you read in Genesis, actually there's a scripture that says, every cool of the afternoon, God will come in the garden of Eden just to interact with Adam. He wanted this closeness. 
He wanted to be close to Adam. Huh? <laughs> right now, every natural process, God is intervening in the name of Jesus. Every human process is being disrupted right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There are many natural processes going on. And for you to be strong, you must understand the power of the secret place. Or else you will not control the many things that are being the arrows that are being turned towards you. You must be strong and understand your place in the secret place of God. Number two also, the secret place is a place where your spiritual eyes are opened. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is a place where your spiritual eyes are opened. If you are a very lazy Christian, very lazy, you don't pray, you don't meditate, you don't worship, you are just there. There are many things that will happen in your life. that would not have happened if you understood your place. Look, I normally say and I tell my wife that if I had been in this prophetic move or in this kind of setup, I would not have lost my parents. I will not. But those days we were spiritually dead Spiritually, you are dead. Anybody can toy with you like a toy. Huh? People can go where they do their thing and they blow you off. But right now, ah, but right now, I tell her, right now, huh? I hear, oh, they are planning to finish me. I say, bring it on, babe. bring it on. I have the grace on this altar. When your eyes are opened, every pattern in your family is disrupted. You can clearly see this thing went cleared my parents. This thing is now clearing my pattern. You can see the pattern. And because of the grace you carry, you disrupt the process. There are many patterns in many families. You can find a family where marriages don't work. There are patterns where death rules. Patterns. There are patterns where things that happen are beyond. But because you are awake in the spirit, nothing can get you right off your feet. Nothing. Hallelujah. So a secret place is a place where your spiritual eyes are alert. They are very alert. Nothing can happen to me that is not permitted by God. Nothing. And I keep saying nothing. Ha. If it is not permitted by God, it will not happen. Gone are the days where man could, could do what he wants to do. The will of man. A few people sit somewhere in the village and decide that from today, eh, you will no longer live. God forbid. It will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus, it is not your portion. So when you understand the secret place, your eyes are alert. Haulali. You are very alert. You know, huh, I like how Papa puts it. Eh? Papa will tell you which demon is this now. Which demon is this? <laughs> I like how you put it. You can clearly see this is a demon. And I must counter and disrupt. Look at what happened uh, in the Bible here. In Luke 22, verse 31, the Bible says, uh, 
And the Lord said to Simon, Simon, <laughs> Simon alikuwa melala. Hii ndio kulala nasema. Nasikia kulala. Alikuwa melala. The Lord said to Simon, Simon, Satan has asked. <laughs> Satan has asked. To, <laughs> that he may sift you as wheat. Uh, you know, Simon, by that time was... <laughs> verse 32 says what? But I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. That your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Brethren, there are things that are happening that you need spiritual, open spiritual eyes. Ukilala kidogo, utajipata babaya sana. Utapata vitu imevanyika, you didn't expect. Many marriages have been lost because someone slept. So many. Many business have gone the wrong way. People slept. I'm just talking about physical slumber. Spiritual slumber. People slept and things went the wrong way. Things that should not have happened if you were alert spiritually and if you took charge of the secret place of God. Hallelujah. We are told in First uh, Peter 5.8 that uh, we be sober. Be what? Sober. Vigilant. Because you are adversary. The devil walks. Be vigilant. To be vigilant means you can you military. You are a military. You cannot allow even one minute. Huh? In war, you are told, even if you have killed many people, you cannot afford to put the knife down and sleep. Because the next front has another enemy. Every front has another enemy. So you must be alert. The enemy, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Say not my portion. It's not your portion. Amen. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? There's a time Jesus becomes a bit worried about his disciples. Uh, in Matthew 26, Jesus becomes a bit uh, concerned. 26 verse 40, uh, he, he comes and finds them sleeping. <laughs> say, and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not just watch? with me for one hour? This is Jesus asking. Verse 41, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. If you are spiritually asleep, you will backslide without knowing. If you don't watch and pray, the spirit is always willing. But the flesh is weak. Tell your neighbor, I am spiritually awake. I am spiritually alert. So the secret place is a place that makes your eyes spiritually awake. You can clearly see God can speak to you. God can direct you. God can make you avoid making some decisions true. If your eyes are open, God will make sure that whatever you are going to decide is in your favor. Huh? You will not just <laughs> uh, do things without seeking God. Say, ah, see, I normally pray. Let me just uh, go ahead. Any decision you make, you must make with open spiritual eyes. Whether it is a business idea, whether it is um, a marriage decision, whether it is a professional or which town or city to go, 
I'm one person who I have always desired that God guides my decisions. And one of the things I used to ask God is, which town do you want me to settle? It had been actually a tug of war for many years after our marriage. <laughs> eh? I had suggested Eldoret. My wife had received Kakamega. We even said, now let's go back home in Bungoma. But at some point we gave up and said, fine, let us see what God wants for us to do. And so we continued prayerfully. And God brought a prophet. <laughs> Hallelujah. God brought a prophet. Yeah, when, God make, when God sees that you are becoming confused, uh -huh, he needs to panel beat you. Uh, the longest phone call I have ever had with the prophet, and the heaviest, was around one hour. Man of God, I remember that day. I sat down. Man of God, I struggled. You are good. Are you sure? Hey, God. Me, I go preach. No. Prophet said, no, you. it's you. <laughs> I tried testing waters a bit. <laughs> but before I realized, I knew this is God. Hallelujah. Amen. I knew this is God. So sometimes, when your eyes are open, no mistakes. No mistakes. The Bible says uh, in the book of uh, Matthew 13, uh, from verse 30, 24, the Bible says another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Uh, and verse 25, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. While men slept. <laughs> there's, a, there's a song, a very old song. What, what was the song again? You are not of that, of, you are not of that religion those days. Aduya natafuta nafazi ya kupanda magugu. Magugu. So usilale. That's why you cannot afford to be asleep at three at night. Those are secret places, secret hours. I'm happy I followed the teaching on the watches, the night and day watches, a powerful teaching. Uh, you people are blessed here. When I grow up, I want to teach like uh, Papa. <laughs> when I grow up, <laughs> uh, we are making baby steps, but we shall be there. <laughs> uh, very deep teaching on the watches. And it actually narrows down to this thing, the secret place. Because all faith generals understood that I have to keep watch. I have to be alert. We have to seek the kingdom of God more than anything else. Uh, number three, uh, the secret place is also a place uh, of accessing spiritual blessings. Praise the Lord. It's a place of what? Accessing spiritual blessings. Let me tell you, saints, there are things you can never get until you push in the spirit. There are things that can never come easy. You must pay the price of pushing hard in the spirit. There are things God can never do until you pay the price of prayer and seeking God and seeking God diligently. When we look at this verse most of the time, some of us think the Bible is just talking about demons. No. This uh, Matthew 17, 21, and it's not in many Bibles. The Bible says, however, this kind does not come out except there are things which can only come, not just demons, there are things that can only come in your life by prayer and fasting. You can't access them unless by prayer. There is a certain kind. Oh, everything you need is there, but you must push 
and push for you to get it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord again. Mm. Uh, the servant of God uh, in Genesis 24, uh, you, you come across this story where uh, this gentleman was sent to find a wife. Verse 12. Uh, this servant. Uh, then he said, O Lord God of my master, Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my, my master Abraham. And verse 13, Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming to draw water. Verse 14, Now let it be that the young woman whom I shall say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, Drink. And I'll also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. This servant had a secret. He knew, yes, I've been sent to choose or find a wife for Isaac. But for me to have good success, for me to get what I want, I must seek God. Praise the Lord. I must seek God. I must seek God. Uh, quickly, uh, the third, uh, is it the third or fourth? Uh, the fourth uh, point is the secret place is a place of obedience and covenant. <laughs> Sometimes, let me tell you, when you see someone praying the way they pray or singing the way they sing, you don't know how they interact with their God and the revelation they have. There are people who get revelation as they talk to God. There are people who no longer do things because everyone is doing. They do things by revelation. And you can only get revelation in the secret place. Some of you even giving, you give as a knee-jerk reaction. They have said, let us give. And then you, you look for some old note. Look here. There are things you have to be intentional about in the house of God. And you can never be intentional if you don't seek God yourself at a personal level. If I must worship God, I am worshiping with revelation. If I must uh, um, give, I'm giving with revelation. If I must serve in church, I am serving with a revelation. I am not serving for attention. I'm not serving because I want to catch anybody's eye. I have a revelation. God understands why I must serve. It is a conviction that I have. It's not something I'm just doing because everyone is doing. And you capture such deep things in the secret place. Huh? Abraham, at one moment, God asked him to give his son as a sacrifice. I'm not even sure whether the wife knew. It was so secret that even the son himself did not know. Even the servant who was escorting him did not know. Don't joke with a person who has a revelation. They don't care. They don't care so long as God has said, period. They don't care. It's a place of obedience. You don't question. You don't question. Once you feel it, yes, I will do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Genesis 22, the Bible says uh, from verse uh, 1, uh, this is a scripture where Abraham is commanded to, to go and give out his son. Now it came to pass, after these things, 
that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, here I am. Verse 2. Uh, then he said, take your own, your, your, now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom I, I love, whom you love. He knows God, Abraham loves him. And go to the land of Moria and offer him there as a band offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. I know you'll read the whole story. But Abraham, because this was between him and God, follows and obeys God. Hallelujah. So the secret place is a place of obedience. You can wake up and God is telling you today, I want you to bless the altar of God. You don't listen to voices. You just do it. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Obedience. <laughs> it is a place of obedience. And if you are obedient, you will eat the fruits of obedience. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the secret place is a place of obedience. And number five, it is a place of conviction and deep faith. It's also a place of what? Conviction. And let me tell you what uh, conviction means. This is where you go to God knowing that he is the God of yesterday. He is the God of today. He is the God of tomorrow. The battle I'm fighting today, I was in the same battle yesterday, and God helped me out. So you are going there without fear. You are in conviction. You know God has never failed me. If God did it for me, he will do it for me today. You don't panic. Praise the Lord. I know most of us panic a lot. Huh? <laughs> uh, ladies. I know, ladies, there's a problem. Ladies respond to danger. Men respond to solution. Let me give you an example. If a lady saw a snake, she will scream, but she's not doing anything about it. True. But if a man sees a snake, the first thing that comes in his head is where is the stick I kill it. I get the difference. But we have strong ladies nowadays, stronger than men. Some men nowadays run away. <laughs> Some men take off. This panic that comes with circumstances is not of God. If you have truly been, uh, we, we, we are in tent of testimonies, and you have seen God do things in your life. Yeah. That one, in fact, here, naturally, your conviction is already built. Are you aware? By being here, your conviction is already built. Personally, I am never scared. I am not scared. I am not moved. If you asked even my wife, she will tell you, the things that disturb people don't disturb me. Huh? They don't disturb me. I was telling my church in Teotikisumu last Sunday. At one time, my wife was to under, undergoing a, a head surgery in Eldoret Hospital. And there was this nurse who thought I'm a very weak man. So she was anointed to intimidate me. Huh? She comes and tells me how the survival chances are 50-50. And I just ask her, you know, she's telling me. I looked at her, I said, fine, I'm hearing you. She goes, she comes back, huh? she tells me, you know in the ICU, <laughs> in the ICU stepping there is 100,000. Do you have the money? She looks at me again. Nurses, God help you, but uh, we'll pray for you so that you become more kind. Huh? So there's this time where we are pulling the, the stretcher to the theater for the surgery. And this lady tells me, tell your wife the last words. 
are not strong. Thank God for the grace. When you know what is backing you up, when your conviction is deep, you are not moved. You are not moved. I tell your wife, I said, what? Huh? Then now, the last thing that almost ate me up, but I became very strong. She told me, if you see us removing these beddings where she has come from, know that she will not come back. Huh? I, I was telling, I went and sat on that bed for the whole afternoon. I said, if between me and my wife, Nimalas, Tutamangana, I will fight on this one. So I was praying and watching. I pray and watch the bedding. I pray and watch. Nobody should take it. Nobody. And I thank God at 6 p.m., I was ushered to go and see my wife after the surgery. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, when I was moving from, I saw her, the nurse going away from the day shift with her bag. I said, this one was anointed by the demons uh, to come and scatter me today. <laughs> she had scattered. She wanted to scatter me. But what I'm saying, if you have deep conviction and you know the God you serve, where you pray, and what God, God can do, you will never be scared. Amen. You will never be scared. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can never be intimidated by the devil. You refuse. You have seen testimonies on this altar. I doubt if anyone of you can be intimidated by the devil. Nobody. You can be shaken. Huh? You cannot be moved. You cannot. As some of you have a small problem, everyone must know about it. And say not my portion. It's not your portion. Uh, in 1 Samuel 17.37, uh, this is an example of how the secret place builds deep convictions that cannot be challenged by any storm of life. First uh, Samuel 17, 37, the Bible says this. Uh, Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Hallelujah. This is a statement of conviction. I, he's saying, I don't doubt the God who has already done it for me. He can do it for me again. He can do it again and do it again and do it again. God does not change and God will never change. Hallelujah. So it is important to know that when you go to God in your closet, in the secret place where you see God, you draw a lot of power and conviction. You move from that place fearless and ready to confront anything that comes your way. Huh? Hallelujah. Are you understanding? Huh? David says in Psalms 124, He's just reflecting. He says, if the Lord, and I know we love this verse a lot, David says, if the Lord had not been, oh, if the Lord had not been, if the Lord, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel say, verse 2, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose against us, oh, Verse 3, then they will have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Verse 4 says, then the waters will have overwhelmed us. The stream will have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters will have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us prey 
to their teeth. God will never give you prey in the name of Jesus. God will not give you prey to the hands of your enemies. You will not be a victim of the, 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 the will of your enemies in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And lastly, the secret place is a place of self-examination and forgiveness. Uh, praise the Lord. It is a place of what? Self-examination and forgiveness. It is the place where you go, where you counter yourself and counter your, your life. You sort out your life with God. Huh? You sort out your life with God. You know that God is love. God is forgiving. And God has a big heart. Every time I draw nigh unto the Lord, the Lord draws nigh unto me. The Lord looks upon me with eyes of love. He took upon my sin. He took upon himself my guilt. Took upon himself my suffering. Praise the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me show you something. I cannot finish without preaching about the cross. Yeah. This is where the cross... Can I show you something about the cross? Where we found... Eh? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Four people come. Oh. Aha. Uh -huh. I, I need four people. <laughs> this is lovely. Uh, three of you can come up here. This is the message of the cross. Yes, three of you can go up. Give me this jacket, this, this jacket. Just come close here. I want to show you something clearly. How are you? Oh, you, you, you have this thing. <laughs> this is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Are you getting me? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, church, God saw the struggling of man, the burdens on man, the heaviness and the weight upon man. Man was struggling, but man was trying to find his way to God, of course, many times. What does God do? God the Father sends God the Son. Hallelujah. Amen. He looks like God the Son. <laughs> God the Father sends God the Son. What does he do? He takes upon the struggle upon himself. Hallelujah. He takes upon the struggle upon himself. Goes to the cross. Stand like the cross, man of God. Goes to the cross. Defeats sin. Defeats sickness. Defeats sorrow. Defeats oppression. Defeats everything. Overcomes everything. And is buried. Hallelujah. And now what happens? On the third day, God the Son 
On the third day, God the Son resurrects and goes to the right-hand side of the Father. But there is a problem here. There is a person who was left. You have been delivered. Every burden was lifted. God says, how will this person survive? He sends God the Holy Spirit. Hold her hand. With permission of Hilda. Hold her hand. Now, the Holy Spirit is your helper. Walk. Your teacher. Your comforter. Your counselor. Walks with you. Helps you. Supports you. And moves with you. He gifts you. He does everything for you. He is mandated by God the Father as the CEO here on earth. Hallelujah. Clap to Jesus. So at the cross, at the cross, at the cross, where I found so the light on the bodies of my heart. Clap to Jesus. Clap to Jesus. Somebody appreciate this dear one. So at the cross is the finished work. It is what? The finished work. You have been set free. So when you go to the secret place, you are going to a place where you know my burdens were lifted away. You are going to a place where you know I am forgiven. I am no longer a slave of fear. I am no longer a slave of sin. I am no longer a slave of suffering. I am no longer a slave of sorrow. I am set free. I am free indeed. Uh, I am free indeed. Praise the Lord. So it's a place where you counter yourself. You check yourself. Not against human standard. Let me tell you. Sometimes a man may fall. You are still looking at such a man with the eyes of man. But the person already sorted it out with God. It's true. Somebody can fall. God squares it out with God. In the secret place. So what you are seeing is not the person you know. You are seeing the person who has squared it out with God. A person who has cleared his accounts with God. Zacchaeus, <laughs> at one point, uh, in the book of uh, Matthew, nine, uh, Luke 19, from uh, verse 5, this gentleman called Zacchaeus, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. Today I must stay at your house. Verse 6. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Verse 7. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. The public eye were already seeing Zacchaeus as a sinner. But Zacchaeus wanted to square it out, him and God. Look at what he does. Verse 8. Then Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I, have, I give half of my goods to the poor, and I have taken, if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Verse 9. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because also he is a son of Abraham. He says, Today. Salvation has come to this house. And verse 10, the Bible says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Son of God has done what? Has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Don't worry. Uh, lastly, uh, David in uh, Psalms 51, David knew how it is important to search himself and square himself with God. He knew when he has fallen, uh, God uh, will help him. In Psalms 51, verse uh, 1, the Bible says this, uh, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. David was sorting it out with God. Verse 2, he says, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Verse 3 says, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Verse 4, he says, Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. David knew the only place I can deal or sort myself with God is in the place where I can talk to him in the secret place. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So saints, may God restore the joy of the secret place in your life. May God restore your prayer life. May God restore your meditation life. May God restore your worship life. May God restore your giving life. It's my prayer that you desire God more than anything else. You hunger for God more than anything else. Huh? You thirst for God. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. Hallelujah. Nachotaka ni wewe Nachotaka ni wewe Ni wewe Ni wewe tu Nachotaka ni wewe Nachotaka ni wewe Ni wewe tu Haja ya moyo Hey. 